it's crazy from the start to the build and I over that time frame, those three months, you know, small, small things that I experienced, obviously decreased in appetite, you know, the cravings kind of dissipated the symptoms. The worst thing I had was nausea. And even then it like, it was only the first day after the first dose and then it subsided. And so I could see the weight coming off week by week. You know, fast forward time now I'm at a very, very low dose taking it every 10 days because I, we're finding that it's best for my body and I, I feel 10 times better than I did last year. Let's just put it that way. Like overall, I just feel healthy. I get told all the time, believe it or not, that I look like I'm glowing. This is Get Personal with Dr. Chris. Real life stories and informative conversations, helping you take control of your health and feel like yourself again. My patient Jen was shocked to be diagnosed with diabetes in her early 30s. It didn't run in her family and it was nothing she ever expected to deal with. Her doctors at the time put her on a variety of medications and she got really serious about getting healthier. She lost 20 pounds pretty quickly, but she had a hard time keeping the weight off and getting her blood sugar under control. That's when Jen came to see me and we tackled her issues one step at a time. We got her off birth control pills, balanced her hormones, had her ease up on the super intense workouts and eventually added progesterone and semiglutide to her treatment plan. Now she says she feels amazing. In fact, she feels like herself again. Jen's story is a great example of how everything's connected, weight, hormones, blood pressure, blood sugar, and why you have to address all those things together to see real sustainable progress. Everybody's health story is a little different, but everyone can learn from this one about the importance of being your own advocate and being patient while all the pieces of the puzzle come together. Hi everyone. Today on our Get Personal with Dr. Chris, I am joined by one of my patients, Jen. She is a 37-year-old female and um, we've been working together for about two and a half years. I was so excited when she came into my office about, um, I don't know, it's been a month ago or not even that. And she had just crossed so many obstacles and has really started to meet her goals. And I was just so proud of her. And her story is such a great story. And I really just wanted to share it with you all. So she'll break it down and give you just an idea of what that story looks like and what were some of the things that got her to the goals and the places that she's at right now. And always keep in mind, not only had I been seeing her for two and a half years, but she had started this even before she came to see me. So keep in mind, things take time and it, it takes time and effort. So welcome, Jen. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to kind of tell my story and cons and pros, all the things. You know, when I talk about my story, you know, this kind of originated in 2018 when I was told, hey, did you know you're a diabetic? I had no clue. 
we don't have it in my genetics. It's, it was definitely all lifestyle. So, you know, stress, work, all the things, all bad habits. You know, I walked in with a 7.4 A1C. If those of you don't recall, it's definitely diabetic, like full on. I really went at it with a whole change of mindset. Hey, I got to change my diet. I got to start working out. And I did all things on my own, you know, for a good few months. And I lost about 20 pounds on my own, which was great. The problem was, is keeping the weight off. And, you know, biggest thing that I learned was definitely a lot of it surrounds with hormones too. So I did, um, you know, get referred to Desert Wellness by one of my friends. And, you know, that's where mm-hmm. our story began. And it, it was crazy how walking in, I even yeah. felt like reprieve because just our dialogue between what my story was, where I started, where I was going to go. I, I had this feeling that things are going to go uphill as opposed to how it's been. I literally have been at an A1C for a few years battling between 5.9, 6.0. It was never, never moving in the direction I would like it to go with all the things that I was already implementing on my own. Yeah. I mean, you came in and of course, when I see a new patient, we start out with labs and you were taking birth control. So when Mm -hmm. you're on birth control, it does affect your hormone labs, but that's okay. We know that. And we, we went forward with that. And when I look at where we're going to start, I, in my mind, think, oh, we have to start right now with our hormones because that's going to help with the blood sugar. But sometimes it's not where you want to start. And sometimes it's not where the patient wants to start. Because a lot of times with the patient, it's, no, I need to start with the weight because I I lost the weight and then the weight came back. And now I'm not happy with where my weight is. And I know that was kind of what was going on with you at the time as well. So the first thing that we did was talk a little bit about the weight. And we did talk a lot about the birth control because I felt like that was getting in the way of the hormones. Um, You were also having some ongoing vaginal yeast infections, which a lot of women do. Um, And I will say those are affected by hormones and they're also affected by blood sugar levels. The higher your blood sugar is, the more likely it is you're going to get yeast infections. Yeast loves sugar. It eats it. It loves it. So again, you can see where all these things needed to happen to get to the end of, you know, where you're at now. So we tried to attack kind of those yeast infections and did some femicology. We did some probiotics that affected the vaginal canal and I did your labs. So your labs came back kind of high in estrogen. So we tried to bring those da- that down a little bit. Even though you were on birth control, uh, we still had high estrogen. So we were trying to take care of that. Um, but this was only about a year or so into it. At that point, what what was going on in your thought process? Well, I think the delay in the birth control, I'm going to put it on my husband, but we finally got him an appointment <laughs> to get his vasectomy. You totally <laughs> should put it on him because it's his problem. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So luckily I, I, I took the lead and I just got him an appointment and got him scheduled in and he took care of There you go. Care of. But yes, um, it was kind of like how, how these things all intertwine, you know, mm-hmm. in the process in which it took. And I think, you know, where I, where I put my mind is, and you know, I always come in with a notebook or I, I sit in and I have yes. information to share with you or inside of what I feel <laughs> most times. Which you know, I love. It's good. Yeah. I just want to be self-aware. I think that's the biggest thing that mm-hmm. really um, makes a big difference is when you are self, 
involved and you can kind of really see what's happening. I think any symptoms, a symptom to share because you don't know where it's going to intertwine and where it's going to link back to. Mm -hmm. And it's a puzzle we talked about, right? It's a puzzle. And um, I think the biggest thing is it's going to take time and I'm just going to do our necessary um, action plan that we put forth in our visits and then come back with more information and hope that things have, you know, progressed in the right means and then attack the next thing. So I knew it was going to be in phases. I knew it wasn't going to be an overnight situation. There was a lot kind of going on with me in the sense of where I was overall. And there's a lot of learnings along the way. You know, I am one of those that love to work out five days a week. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't always the best thing for me. So um, my thing was just you being patient was the biggest thing I could really say. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to stay, uh, you, you have to stay patient as well. And those are two really important things. You mentioned the exercise because you were a very much a go hard or go home exerciser. And the go hard, go home exercise or go home exercise is not good for somebody who already has high blood sugar or high cortisol because sugar and cortisol are related um, cortisol is actually a sugar. It's, it's, it's a glucocorticoid. When you exercise, you release cortisol. You also help it a little bit, but if you exercise too hard and too much cardio, you're going to just be increasing that cortisol and almost increasing the blood sugar. So it's, it seems odd, but it, if over exercising absolutely is not your friend when you have too much cortisol, too much blood sugar. So you changed that. And that was a big deal. What did you do differently exercise wise? I mean, I stayed with the same gym, you know, that's like, yeah, go, go, go hard. Well, you're, um, that's good. <laughs> but it was just that's a matter fine. of adjusting time. Right. So, yes. you know, lessening from five days going in three days on average. I mean, there were some points where I'd go in too, but even though I didn't hit the gym, I was still, you know, active. I didn't sit all the time. Yes. I, you know, stayed, stayed in motion. I think that was key. So even though I didn't yes. actually do my workout that day, I did something else that would have been helpful for my body because motion is obviously helpful too. So. Yeah. And so you got that taken care of. Um, and then you got your husband, his appointment. And so then tell us about what happened when you were able to finally pull back on the birth control pills. Oh, it was crazy. It was instantaneous. My libido rose, like, cause I know I had issues. It was always more of a chore than it was, you know, wanting from me. And that's what, that's what he wanted is me to want it. And versus being just a chore. Yes. I think it was more of a mutual. Don't they all? Yes. <laughs> we mutual. all want to be wanted. I yes. mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, that was the first thing that I noticed was my libido uh, with birth control. Mm-hmm. It was a complete change. Other than that, I mean, I guess my periods honestly maintained regular, which I thought was going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And and I would say I thought it would worsen um, because I do have endometriosis. I thought that was going to be a big, that's why originally outside of, you know, not having babies, I was maintaining on it because of the severity of what endometriosis can potentially bring when you have your period. So all in all, it helped me and in, in mm-hmm. like experience without doing it because you were on it for how many? I mean, I was on it since I was what, 16. So I'm 37. So 21 years. Been about a year since I've been on it. So um, yeah, so yeah. a lot of long time. Yeah. So 
So many things, you said so many things that are so important in that last little bit. So birth control is so often prescribed to, to quote, regulate a period. First of all, remember, birth control is not bioidentical hormones. They are lab-derived hormones. So your body does not recognize them. What it does do is it sits in those hormone receptors and makes your body think it has hormones. Well, at least it, it tricks your brain into thinking there's hormones, but your body doesn't have hormones either. So that's bad. No libido, because a lot of times that sex hormone binding globulin goes up, which is what the chemicals in the pill wants your body to do. So it gobbles up your testosterone, makes you so you don't have any libido. It makes it so you become anxious. It can cause weight gain. So it does all of those things. And so once you, you're off of those birth control pills and now your body's like, oh, these are my hormones. Oh, this feels really good. And the reason a lot of times you'll go on a birth control pill for endometriosis is because the endometriosis feeds on estrogen. So they're trying to give you a birth control pill to stop the estrogen from being in excess. But that didn't even work for you because you still had excess estrogen. So as soon as we pulled you off of that birth control pill, then we gave you herbs to lower your estrogen. And more importantly, we gave you the progesterone, which was life-changing because <laughs> it decreases anxiety. It helps with sleep. It does a myriad of things. And now that progesterone is bioidentical. So your body knows it and recognizes it and loves it from the very beginning. So I think that was a big turnaround for you. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So we got that taken care of. Libido is better. Now we're kind of starting to turn our attention back to the hemoglobin A1C, the diabetes, and the weight gain, right? So this was probably around what, the beginning of 2022. And you're like, okay, now what do I do? So tell us a little bit about what you decided at that point. So we talked about weight before we talked about potentially going on diets. And I think when we've talked about it, it was limiting, you know, certain calories and things like that. And because of my workouts and intensity, I was never really on board. Right. And I was already kind of, you know, looking down the avenue of like, you know, just eating better and, but it wasn't getting me anywhere. And one of the things that you brought to my attention was semi-glutide. You had me take some homework home, kind of look into it, really make sure this is the right path for me. And I figured, you know what, it's three months, you know, of, you know, doing this process, what's the worst it can do, right? The, the best thing it can do mm -hmm. is help me. Um, and it's crazy from the start to the build. And I, over that time frame, those three months, you know, small, small things that I experienced, obviously decreased in appetite, you know, the cravings kind of dissipated the symptoms. The worst thing I had was nausea. And even then it like, it was only the first day after the first dose and then it subsided. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I could see the weight coming off week by week, you know, three pounds here, three. And I was, I was managing it. I was recording, you know, like my notebook, I would put down what mm -hmm. I would record and we would share that information. But, you know, fast forward time now I'm at a very, very low dose taking it every 10 days because I were finding that it's best for my body and the way that the um, blood sugar is. And, and I feel 10 times better than I did last year. Let's just put it that way. Like overall, I just feel healthy. I get told all the time, believe it or not, that I look like I'm glowing. Like that's a huge <laughs> compliment. I was like, That's yeah. awesome. Well, you know what? Truly when your blood sugar is at a good level and, uh, you know, your nutrition and is it the, is, is in the right space and 
hormones in the right space, skin, hair, and nails are the last thing to get nutrition and the last thing to really show the reflection of your health. And you you are glowing. I mean, that is what happens. Healthiest people do glow. So there you go. There. So there's there's that. <laughs> yes. So the what, the biggest thing to me, I think the hemoglobin A1C, the first number I had on you was a 6.4. Yeah, because it rose. And the, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it went up. And then the labs, this this last time we looked at them, it was 5.4. Mm-hmm. That's a significant change. And I will say for you, we are choosing to keep you on a low dose every 10 days or so because your body does have a difficult time metabolizing sugar. Now, we may find that in the future, mm-hmm. with the weight loss, those cells become more sensitive and In other words, they will accept the glucose with the insulin carrying it in on a more willingly basis if they become more aware. Because you have less body fat, because of all those things, because the hormones are balanced and there isn't too much estrogen, all those things help the cells become more aware of insulin bringing glucose in. So we may be able to peel it away completely, but we don't know you know, at this Mm -hmm. point. So we keep you on this maintenance dose. It's And again, it's a process, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, for sure. And the other thing I forgot to mention is high blood pressure. Right. I was going to bring that oh, up. Okay. So tell us about that. <laughs> tell us. No, so, tell us. Tell so, us, please. You know, since I was confirmed diabetic, they immediately put me on metformin. And then, of course, they put me on, what is it, lisinopril. And so all of a sudden, now I'm on these pills that I have to take. And I didn't want to be on pills, at least nothing that isn't natural, right? Or at least close to natural. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just put a Band-Aid on things. And that's really why I sought you out, for one. But number two you know, with this high blood pressure, the biggest thing that I shared with you was, you know, side effects, especially with the type of intense workouts that I do, it was causing yeah. me to have um, coughing fits, like almost like a yep. induced um, uh, asthma, which yes. for one, I can't sprint like I used to, which is kind of, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to work towards it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we talked about potentially going off, which she did lower the dose. We went to half pill every other day. And I've been measuring, by the way, I've been measuring my blood pressure. And you have a follow-up okay, call <laughs> for that. That's good. Um, and, <laughs> That's good. And the goal is by, I would imagine next month when we have our call, that mm-hmm. I am going to be completely off of blood pressure medicine. Yes. Um, and Yay. I can already tell by my measurements. It's, it's ridiculously great. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I think it's so important. And I will tell you. So many times people tell their physicians that are on blood pressure medication, oh, I have a cough uh, and it makes me feel like I have asthma. So you know what they do? Switch their blood pressure medication. It's not like, oh, how about we figure out some other ways we might be able to take this down? It's just, oh, I'll give you another one so you don't cough. I mean, it's so frustrating. But um, in your case, it was an automatic, oh, you're di- you have type 2 diabetes, and we're going to give you that, and blood pressure medication. And in the defense of conventional medicine, they don't want you to have a stroke. Like, they're like, okay, you have blood sugar, you have, oh, you're, we, we need to keep your levels down, you're so young, oh my gosh, take all these medications. But you don't need those when you're doing all these other things. Mm-hmm. And also with blood pressure, so important, do not even think of decreasing that blood pressure medication without having a physician help you and without doing it in a very strategic step by step way. Um, 
that's super important. Obviously, we are doing that. But if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't want to take my blood pressure medication anymore. I lost weight. Boom, it's gone. Don't ever do that. (laughs) Not okay. You know, funny, funny note really quick, though. I did have an experience Uh with that. When I first got diagnosed, I went into my three-month appointment and I let her know that I've been checking my blood pressure and it's low that I stopped taking my medication and she about flipped out. Flipped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I do agree. I did learn my lesson. Do not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do not do that. You get what's called rebound, high blood pressure, and it's very bad. So we're not doing that. But I'm truly confident that you will be off that as well. So it's going to be, it's great. It's a great story. You've done so much. You've done the work, the hard work. You've kept the notebook. I mean, it, it's it's everything. Your your weight was up. Your hormones were dysregulated, be, partly because of your weight being elevated, mm-hmm. but also because, and, all, and the diabetes, and the diabetes. And also because you were using the birth control was trying to help that, but it was creating other issues like decreased libido and anxiety. Um, You had the type two diabetes that was not even part of a family history that you're aware of. It was more a part of what was going on in your life. Even though you loved your workouts and you were going really hard on them, that that wasn't the answer. Um, so there was just so much going on and you took the step-by-step, you know, way of decreasing over two and a half years, making the changes over two and a half years. And now I think you're just well on your way to being in the place that you want to be. I agree. Down 29 pounds and living healthy, I want to say is the right word of saying it. Like just feeling, feeling good inside and out. That is the ultimate feeling like you again, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So in the future for you, what is your plan to maintain um, this healthy status that you're at right now? I think the biggest thing is, you know, keeping self-aware, right? Because things can go Mm -hmm. downhill real quick. Being a little bit, for one, I got to stay disciplined. I think that's the biggest thing is is I'm never going to beat myself up when I'm not because I know how usually I am. And it's okay mm-hmm. if I make mistakes and, and take those sweets and in moderation. But it's also another thing to, you know, take each day and make the best of it through, you know, exercise. I think exercise is really important. Stress, stress is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So if I keep exercise, you know, top of mind, a healthier diet. And yeah, that's pretty much that's where I'm at right now is just trying to self-discover me again and um, do it in a good way. Yeah. And you are doing it in a great way. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Jen. I am so grateful that you're willing to share your story because there are so many women out there with similar stories, certain pieces of it. And I also think it's really important. Um, Semi-glutide is a really popular thing right now Mm -hmm. and it gets bad press um, and it gets good press and it deserves to get good press from people who are using it properly and in the way it should be utilized. And you did that. I think that I do that as a physician, um, but I do think it's being misused in many other ways. So it was nice to be able to bring that piece of your story to everybody as well. So I'll look forward to our next phone call. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks, Jen. And we'll talk to you. We'll see you next time you're in the office. All right. Thank you.